Hello, vineyard friends in the United Kingdom and Ireland. My name is Larry Warner. I'm an author, founder, director of B. B is a ministry that partners with pastors, seminary students, and missionaries, helping them to cultivate a deepening relationship with God. I was very excited to be invited to share on the topic of hope. In these troubled times, which is really life, Jesus tells us that in the world we're going to have tribulation, hardship, difficulties, and that each day has enough troubles of its own. And so God has given us a wonderful gift, and it's called hope. As we begin to understand hope, it can help us to navigate the difficult and demanding times of our lives. Paul realized the importance of hope, and he wrote these words in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, really a prayer for those, those people. And here is what he wrote. I pray also that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened so they may know the hope to which they were called. Additionally, Paul refers to God in, in Romans 15 as the God of hope. And in Romans 5, Paul speaks of a hope that does not disappoint. My prayer for our time together is that God would use this time to enlighten the eyes of our hearts to this hope that God has given us. A hope that can stabilize and sustain and even strengthen our hearts, our minds, as we deal with the difficulties of life. So let's explore hope. We're going to begin in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Peter writes these words, Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, God has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for you. So as you look at this passage, a couple things stand out. First of all, this is a living hope. A living hope. It's not static, inert, but is dynamic. It is energizing. So we have this living hope that has been offered to us. And where does this flow from? It flows from the resurrection of Christ. So this is not a hope that we have constructed or generated within ourselves. This is a hope that God offers us, has given us, a living hope, dynamic and energizing. And it's testified to by the resurrection of Christ and it's rooted in the character of God. That God has shown God's self to be trustworthy, faithful, powerful, wise, loving, gracious, kind, merciful. And his character guarantees that this hope that has been given to us, this living hope, is real. And that all that is promised that awaits us 
will come to pass. Paul puts it this way, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. And so we have these objective verifications that this hope is real, the resurrection of Christ, the character of God. But we also have the subjective testimony within us. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5 that the love of God demonstrates that we have this hope. In Colossians 1.27, Paul writes, Christ in you, the Christ that lives within us, is the hope of glory, that this internal witness that we are in Christ and Christ is in us reminds us, verifies, testifies to this hope that God has given to us. And lastly, and maybe most importantly, the Spirit of God. In Ephesians 1, chapter 13 and 14, Paul tells us that the Spirit has been given to us as a pledge, as a promise, that what God has said will happen, will happen. And so we have this living hope, this future-focused certainty, rooted in the resurrection and the character of God, testified to by the Spirit within us, the love of God poured within our hearts, that Christ is in us. And so that brings us to the question, so what? So what? What are the practical implications of this living hope? How can something that is in looks to the future inform and shape my life today? And so let's answer that question. First, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Hebrews chapter 6, 19 tells us that hope is an anchor to our souls. Hope is an anchor to our souls. That this hope can stabilize us as the storms of life blow in, as the waves and, and winds of difficulties, of hardship, grow in intensity, that this hope can give us a, a sense of security, stability. So this hope is an anchor. And in Romans 8.18, Paul says that the suffering that I suffer now does not compare to what awaits. And so what Paul is saying here is, as I, as I focus on, on this future hope, this this future-focused certainty, guaranteed by the resurrection and the character of God, it helps me to, to perceive and interact with my, my present-day circumstances in a different way. So we have the image of the anchor. I, I like this, this verse speaks to me as of the boomerang of hope, that we have this, this hope that is future-oriented. So we throw our focus into the future but then it comes back to us and can inform and shape the present. Now back to that verse, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory boomeranging into the reality testified by, to us by the presence of Christ within our lives helps us to, to see, to experience God in the midst of our struggles. To It informs and shapes not only how we view our life, but how we interact 
with God in the difficult times. So it's an anchor. It's a boomerang. And another image, or maybe better said, a truth about hope flows from John chapter 2. John chapter 2, we find, in, in John chapter 2, we find the first miracle of Jesus, Jesus turning water into wine. Let me quickly set the scene. There's a wedding taking place and they run out of wine. And somehow Mary finds out about it and comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, you need to do something. So Jesus instructs the, the servants to, to get some containers and to fill them with water. And then to, to take a cup from one of those containers and give it to the master of the, of the banquet. And so the servants follow the instructions. And as they give it to the master of the banquet and he tastes it, he is perplexed. Why have you kept the best wine till now? This, this is the wine that should have been served at the beginning of this banquet, this wedding feast. Not now. And honestly, this miracle has perplexed me for, for a long time. But as I look at it through, through this concept of hope, this living hope that God has given us, I think there's a great message in it to us. And the message is this. When it comes to our life, as grand and glorious as it may be, or as difficult and despairing as it may be, that's not the end of the story that the best is yet to come. This living hope is a boomerang that brings the, the certainty of what is promised to us in a way that can infuse our lives today and remind us that this is, this is not the end of the story, that the best is yet to come. And so as Paul speaks of this hope, in Romans chapter 5, he talks about this hope leading to perseverance. And perseverance proven character. And this proven character revisiting the concept of hope and fortifying that concept so that we can begin to say with Paul that this is a hope that does not disappoint. In 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3, Paul talks about this hope producing endurance. That we can keep on keeping on. And so we, we, we have this hope that, that is a living hope that can energize us during the difficult times, that can anchor us, bring in a stability that allows us to see our circumstances a little differently and to, to connect with God in these circumstances as we persevere and as we endure. And then in Colossians 1.5, Paul says that Faith and love flow out of this hope. And so as we begin to, to anchor ourselves in the reality of this hope, as we, we focus on the boomerang reality that comes back and informs and shapes our life today, faith and love can begin to freely flow from our lives, even in difficult times, even in despairing times, even in the midst of hopelessness, if we change our perspective if we change our focus. And a great example of this is found in the book of Lamentations, which was written by a prophet named Jeremiah. 
And Jeremiah had a tough life. He was faithful to the calling God had given to him, but it was hard. And so he writes Lamentations as, as really his, his lament, his sorrow. And Lamentations 3 in particular is, is he's looking at his personal life and really talking about how difficult it has been. And for 20 verses, he is rehashing the difficulties of his life. And then all of a sudden, in verse 21, he writes these words. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. This I recall to my mind. So his circumstances hasn't changed, but his focus has. What he's thinking about has. He's now not thinking about these things that are difficult and have been difficult. Now he's recalling something else to his mind, and this something else brings him hope. This passage, this I recall to my mind, reminds me of, of Paul's words in Romans 12, that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. His words in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, to think on these things, that which is good and honorable, and so on and so forth. Or 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, where Paul says we're to take every thought captive to Christ. So Jeremiah is, is saying, I'm not going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on this. And what is this? What is this that he recalls to his mind that, that brings hope? It's the character of God. It's God's loving kindness, God's compassion, God's faithfulness. And that fosters, rekindles this hope within him. Now we have something that Jeremiah didn't have. We have the cross and the empty tomb, the resurrection of Christ, that, that says that God's hope is real. We have the internal witness of the Holy Spirit that tells us from the inside that God's hope is real. And as we recall those truths to our mind, we can have hope. Hope in the midst of life's difficulties. Hope when things are not really going the way that we would want them to go. I want to give you an example of this. So I'm going to draw something on this paper and show it to you, and then you tell me what you see. Well, you won't, tell, you won't be able to tell me what you see, but think within your heart, what do you see? Okay, here it is. What do you see? Now, when I ask most people what they see, they see the dot. But... Look how much of the paper is not the dot. And this is what happens in life. When things get tough, we focus in on those things. And we forget about everything else. God's goodness, God's faithfulness, God's provision, that God is with us and within us. And what hope does, hope doesn't deny that there's a dot doesn't deny that there's difficulties, that there's troubles in life, but, but it reminds us that there's more. It 
stabilizes us. It's that anchor so that we can get our feet on the ground in a, in a sense. It's a boomerang that comes back and begins to inform and shape our perspective. It is the reminder that this, whatever is happening, as difficult, as, as hard as it may be, is not the end of the story. But the best is yet to come. And so it gives us the ability to endure and persevere, to wait on God. And there's a marvelous passage in Isaiah 40, 31 that says, those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. As we avail ourselves of this living hope, testified to by the resurrection of Jesus, rooted in the character of God, testified to by the Holy Spirit within us, we can open to the strength that God provides. And I like this passage, the Isaiah 30, 40, 31 passage I just mentioned, because I think it, it talks about three kinds of strength. The first one, to soar like eagles, to sort of be above it all. Now, that's not usually a lasting strength, but it's great when we have it. And then there's a the second strength, that running and, and, and not growing weary, where we can just partner with God in, in doing stuff for the kingdom. We have this energy that just keeps going and going and going. But I think in difficult times, times of despair, it's this third hope that's so important. It's that hope that says, I can take that next step, that I can walk and not faint, that I don't know if I can get through tomorrow, but I think I can get through the next five minutes, or I think I can at least take this step and then the next step, and then the next step. This is the practical, down and dirty strength that we need to get through life when life is tough. And it's the strength that is afforded us through the hope, the living hope that God has given us. So what is hope? Hope is this dynamic energy that allows us to open to God in the difficulties of life. It is an anchor that stabilizes us. It is a boomerang that helps us be sustained in the moment we find ourselves. It is the reminder that this is not the end of the story, that the best is yet to come, and thus enables us to endure, endure and persevere that we might experience the strength that God offers us. This is the living hope that God offers all of us who are in Christ Jesus. I'd like to conclude by reading a passage from Romans 15. I alluded to it at the very beginning, Romans 15, verse 13. And then I'll pray. But listen to the words of this passage. May the God of hope fill you with great joy and peace as you trust God 
so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me read that one more time. May the God of hope fill you with great joy and peace as you trust in God, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray.